Good morning and welcome to Gunner Short once again. Uh, in the past episodes of Peek into Everyday China, I touched upon international headwinds, the property crisis, the demographic crisis which is gripping uh, China. We also spoke about the fragility which China is experiencing. And then I did two uh, episodes on how China is worried about India and about rising India. I touched upon the continental and the maritime debate. And also the last episode was all about the BRI. Today, we will see in this peek into everyday China, how India is charging and how it's getting reported in China. True measure of India's rise or progress is how others look at you. At the outset, I must say that the number of articles in the South China Morning Post which are appearing about India and its progress are far more than what I used to see earlier. You know, articles about black magic and snake charmers and Indian rope tricks and things like that, like this one. This one talks about the Indian doctor fighting to protect people against harm and entrenched beliefs of black magic. That imputes that India has got entrenched beliefs. It believes in black magic and it's a you know a prehistoric kind of a place. That's changed. You do find articles of this nature still in the South China Morning Post. But look at this one. It talks of the tech war. India-US tech deal, which could speed up global supply chain realignment hurting China. They're worried. They're worried. Then they're worried for more than one reasons. Look at it. The pact is on semiconductors, AI, and telecommunications. It has touched a nerve in Beijing. Right? Uh, the problem is that, for China, that is, that India and US are the only two militaries which can hurt China militarily. They are also the two major militaries which anchor cord. Look at it from any point of view. US-India coupling is a problem for China. Right? And all these articles which have come in the past one, two weeks. Okay, this is the latest article. Why India's military embrace of AI risks sparking a nuclear disaster? Where's the connect between AI and nuclear disaster? Obviously, this is written by a Pakistani, right? Have a closer look at it. He talks of India trying to incorporate AI into its defense capabilities in an attempt to compete with China. So the Pakistani viewpoint is that India is trying to compete with China and it gets reflected in the Chinese tabloid. And it also talks of deterring Pakistan. And it talks of the risks. This is the nuclear gun being shown in some oblique form. They also talk of AI quantum technology and U.S.-India cooperation. It says it could push ex Pakistan to expand its deterrence. Right? 
and new technology could make preemptive strikes more appealing. So this is a threat from Pakistan. The same Pakistan which doesn't know where its next square meal is going to come from. The same Pakistan which has lost 25% of its revenue value or rather its exchange value with the US dollar just in over a month. It also represents such articles, a kind of collusive support which will eventually be there between China and Pakistan. Well, steel for it. When I say steel, it's the iron and steel part. This article is again interesting. India aims to triple defense exports to US $5 billion and sell fighter jets and helicopters. At some point of time, people would have, you know, just laughed it off. But today, it's different. And if you see closely, the second line is interesting. New Delhi's export ambitions are a sign of its growing clout as it uses the leverage of huge imports to attract investment in domestic industry. And in this thing, he said, he also talks of India punching below its weight in the global you know, arms export market. What is he telling you? He's telling you that the scope for defense exports are huge. And if you make a, make a break-in into this sector, we would be reducing China's pie. It's important for us that we pay adequate attention to our defense exports. The issue I have with the defense exports is not the intent, but the methodology. Should we put in a structure like the FMS sales of USA or the Rosoboron export of Russia to ensure that the defense exports increase? There are multiple fallouts of this defense exports business. One, it gives you revenue. Second, it increases your international clout, influence. Third, it starts aligning those countries who are part of your defense procurement deals or your defense export deals to start looking at you. And then it starts sidelining China. Believe you me, in our neighborhood, if we, our defense exports increase, it will be at the expense of China. And that's the feedback I have from many people. They want us to export. They want us to get into this export uh, market. Can we do it? That's a challenge. Right. India's fresh ban on China-linked apps sounds alarm on rising business risks in South Asian market. We banned a large number of uh, apps which are linked to their games and online gaming and gambling. It's hitting them, right? It also tells them that, look, the dangers of doing business with uh, India. You have to remember that India is one of the main countries in this area which has said no to BRI conclusively. It is the only country which started banning apps around the time the Eastern Ladakh incident happened and we followed it up, right? We've given a major signal through this action that we don't need China in our environment. And if we have to do business with China, it is out of a compulsion, not out of any great friendship. We have to think 
as to how we can reduce or import dependence on China. The extension of this is that TikTok, which we had banned earlier, it has dismissed its remaining staff in India, and there is no hope of this returning. This is a very significant step we have taken. USA since then has not been able to ban TikTok. At many times, there are local bans. The governments have banned some, uh, uh, you know, states have banned TikTok, but not the federal government in USA. I have seen many articles which suggest that India has done the wiser thing and it has had the uh, guts to ban TikTok, which America has not had. It All these indicate your rising strength. At many times, I have, what I have experienced is that we are underconfident of what we do. It is time we get gain confidence in our own strengths because we most of the time we don't recognize our strengths, it is others who recognize our strengths. And articles like these tell us that how strong we are. Air India to buy 470 Airbus and Boeing planes as it seeks massive transformation. This is a major news in China. We are talking of a China which is struggling to buy its next aircraft. Aircraft, their airlines are not doing well. Right? And this deal has multiple ramifications. If you're going to have these many aircraft in this, uh, you know, bought by Air India, already Indigo had uh, established a huge fleet. It is mandatory that MRO requirements uh, or MRO facilities are established in India at scale. Now, if that happens, it is only logical that Boeing and Airbus will have major MRO facilities in India regionally, which means your economy is progressing. Now, you club it with the uh, output of the Aero India show recently held, you're looking at a different ball game. And that's what this article is all about. If you see the trend line of these articles, India is emerging as a major threat to China. We might laugh it off. But look at this. If this trend line goes for the next five to six years, where will India be and where will China head? I will analyze where China is heading in the next few episodes because I think China is in a mess. This is something which I didn't know. This uh, article is very interesting. Luxuries, luxury fashions worst kept secret and the Indian designers reclaiming what it means to hot court. See, for long, or Indian materials or Indian designs have been used by Westerners in this fashion business. We have not been able to make a mark. But that has changed. In 2020, the first Indian designer went and showcased in Paris, fashion show. Now, there are more following up. Indian designs, Indian fabrics, Indian material, Indian culture is backing and making a headway into 
fashion world, making a mark. I didn't know this. It is South China Morning Post which is telling us this. It makes a difference. Remember, all this is happening. Whenever anything happens positive in India, it's at China's expense. Women's Indian Premier League auction is spoken as a historic occasion for cricket. Of course, the second part is, what about associate nations is a different story. But it gets reported in China, in Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is one of the associate nations. The women's league in India is the richest league today, world over. And it is going to have its ripple effects. Right? Will it spread cricket into US? It could because there's one US player who's been bought by one of the franchises. India's rise and strength is, you know, we don't see it. We, we generally tend to see it in black and white. Military, non-military, economic, non-economic, diplomatic, non-diplomatic. But there are other facets of India's rise. Even this is another facet of India's rise. It just builds on the success of the IPL. Right? Now, when you are rising, it can't all be hunky-dory. There will be times when you're going to put and be put under the mat. So this article comes out. India's BBC raid an affront to free speech and democracy by Modi government. So there is going to be criticism. Right? Yeah, we can always say that, look, BBC is not a saint. It is not a saint. Okay. A couple of raids on them doesn't mean anything. And But coming this kind of a preachy article coming from China is rich. Right? I just think, in China, no, you can't, even a rat can't, you know, squeak without the Communist Party's, uh, you know, permission. And China will give a lot of space to critics of the government in India. It doesn't matter which government. It will endeavor to show every government in India in poor light. And it will give more space to our opposition. It is up to our opposition to be smart about it and mature. Because when they speak in the international media, they're not speaking against our government. They're speaking against India. Right? And that's a trend line which has started off late. Right, even this fellow George Soros, he's uh, alluded to the Adani turmoil. He's spoken of a weakening Modi. He's weakening. He's he's commented on the democracy of India. And who is he? Come to think of it, he gets space in South China Morning Post, which is backed by a completely non-democratic government. So there's a connect. Who's funding whom? Is this fellow, George Soros, part of the Communist Party or a free speech artist? Right? 
I have no issue if someone comments or rather within has opposition to our government. That's okay internally. From my side, if a local politician even curses the prime minister, I have no issue. That's his right. That's my right. But it is my responsibility to give guys like George Soros a kick. We don't need BBC or George Soros to comment on us. Our opposition doesn't need their help to come to power. If they have to come to power, they have to do things on their own. Ultimately, George Soros, South China Morning Post or the Communist uh, Party of China will not elect anyone into power in India. It is you and I, the people of India, we have to take a decision. Right. Of course, this again puts us in a bad light in, the, in terms of Adani Group was deal a blow to Modi's dream of a strong self-reliant India. It, it appears from this article as if it is India is only about the Adani Group and nothing else or vice versa. If Adani Group collapses, India it collapses. Right? It is all well orchestrated. That's what it is coming out. If Adani group was so weak, it would have collapsed by now. Forget Adani group. I'm not interested in it. If India is so weak, we would have been hit by now. That's not happening. Our mark, stock markets have been resilient enough to bounce back. The shares have gone up. India Incorporated is doing well. So what if one Adani goes down, even if, even if it goes down, right? When the Evergrande crisis took place, no one pointed a finger at the Chinese government or Xi Jinping. When Enron fell, no one said uh, anything about uh, USA. Or for that matter, when Lemon Brothers collapsed, they didn't say America will go down. So all this we'll have to contend with. Right? So if you see this short episode which I put across on how India is viewed, one thing is for clear. They don't have that many stories about black magic and Indian rope trick to put across. Today the discourse is on rising India. Charging India. They're worried. And they're worried because China is having problems. China is having problems of demography. It's having problems of economy. Recently, it injected nearly $1.5 billion and out cash handouts and things like that. And yet, they're not sure that they'll be able to recover. Employment is at risk there. There's decoupling taking place. And decoupling take from China is taking place at fast clip. And that is something I'll cover in the next episode. Till then, goodbye and thank you.